Hello and welcome to One Seas, the podcast where we talk about one season wonders and blunders. My name's Andrew. My name is Emily. And we are talking about Freaks and Geeks. This is episode eight, uh, which means we are talking about episodes 15 and 16, except while 15 is the season series finale, the show aired out of order. So we will be talking about the series finale and then going back in time with episode 16 which was supposed to be episode three or four i think yeah i don't i have it pulled up but i didn't double check we'll get to it then Four episode four i I love the little time travel i like going back see Um, where we've been yeah okay so uh what have you got uh that you want to make sure to talk about with episode um we're well that's the last thing i want to talk about let's see um new relationship out of nowhere um classist garbage and hippie chick we're talking about that hippie chick okay so the way i wrote down hippie chick was deadheads for trump but (laughs) so i won't count that uh so instead we will do deities and demigods okay um it's a growing pains bit and what's eating you. Okay. All right. Great. So, um, yeah. What does it kick off with? It kicks off with some disco, I believe. It kicks off with some disco and there's a lot of people dancing. We've got a little, little, uh, Joel Hodgson at the DJ booth, um, doing goofy. This is something I thought of immediately was, Joel Hodgson is the reason I'm not an actor because I would do exactly what he did. Just be completely hammy (laughs) and dorky and dancing around and making screwy faces. I loved him so much. He's such a dork. It makes me happy to see him being dorky. Um, And there's a big scene of dancing and then the freaks show up. Um, Daniel and Nick apparently do this every year. It's a tradition, I guess. I don't know if it's every year. They Daniel walk in. Not Nick. Nick. Um, oh, not Nick. Uh, Ken. Sorry. Ken. Um, and th- they drag Lindsay and, and uh, Kim along with them. And they stand in the doorway and they yell, Disco sucks! Like the garbage people they are. Um, and everybody turns around to look at them. And lo and behold, their friend Nick is there with Sarah, who we've seen before in the series. What's that actress's name? I forget it. Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie We've Kaplan. Seen her yeah. Before? Yeah. She's she's been in it when um, they pull Lindsay out of class to go get beer. She's the one who delivers the note to Lindsay. Entirely missed that. Yeah. No. Okay. She's been in it a couple of times. A couple of episodes. <laughs> she's been in it. So um, uh, Nick is dancing with her with Sarah, her character Sarah. Um, apparently, he, he's got a girlfriend out of nowhere. This is my relationship out of nowhere and uh he's been learning how to disco dance unbeknownst to seemingly everybody yep i find that difficult to believe but yeah um but she's she's one of the girls who he always like whenever they interact nick and her it's always like he's keeping her at like just at a distance you know like keeping his options open remember we talked about that in an earlier episode Yes. And Matharo, yeah, Matharo, he, he, he like is very nice and friendly to her, but in a way that seems like keeping his options open. So um, the other thing is, is it's now, this is the last week of school. Yeah. So we have, 
raced through the school year, which is weird because the school year is pretty much TV season, right? Like, yeah, pretty much. So they they didn't make that uh, with 15 episodes. They didn't get that far. But um, the the geeks in school are talking about getting yearbooks signed and the jocks are now bullying them. So including, uh, I think, uh, though, Todd, he's not. He doesn't have lines unless he's just like geek, like all of them. But I think he was in the scene. They just you can see the back of his head, I think. Okay. So um it's, it's feathered blonde hair. I don't know. <laughs> it's actually Jonathan Brandis. Um <laughs> but yeah, right. so that's they get they get uh cleaned out, which is the jocks run past them and knock their books out of their hands. Is that what that meant? Okay. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because I, when they were talking about it later, I just sort of. <laughs> Maybe it's just a generic term of abuse. So there's, we got to look at this actually. Um, those other two episodes, because we have two more episodes to go. Yeah. After this, were those in order right before these? Like, have we missed some things? Because this is like, this is a jump ahead, right? Like. It feels very much like a jump ahead. So the, you mean the, the last two episodes? Um, no, they're totally not. Okay. Yeah. So in production order, we should have um, Smoochin' and Moochin' and the little things do lead into this, which makes oh, okay. no sense because Ki- uh, Amy's not there. No, Amy's which, not there. There are a lot of people who are not in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy, Millie doesn't get to come back. Um and it's just sort of um, an inglorious send off to some yeah. some things, but yeah, and also things that they didn't really introduce well, like the disco scene that the freaks make fun of regularly, or the uh, AV club. We've seen that a little bit, but that could have uh, it could have played a bigger part in the series. Um, yeah, especially since they use it. They lean on it so heavily here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. And it, it would make more sense if throughout throughout the series, uh, Harris and Gordon were part of the geek friend group. If they're all in AV club, seems like you can kind of form a bond doing stuff like that. And I, I know that as the series progressed, Gordon and Harris became a bigger and bigger part of the geek scene. But it seems like if they've been in that class forever together, that they would have been friends from the beginning. Yeah. Um, AV club sort of appeared that one episode with uh, what's his face. Um, Harris at the computer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, uh, let's see, are we going to get that? I'm reading the things that we've missed now real quick. No, it doesn't look like it. Okay. So yeah, that would have made sense if they joined AV club, but the whole Harris continuity has been weird. Like he started too cool for the geeks and now he's one of the geeks. We've lost his, his sidekick because he had a friend the first time. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. And then his girlfriend is occasionally around, but she's mentioned in this one. No, in the last one. Yeah. And we, we see her a couple times, but Yeah. yeah, it's, it's not a very consistent, um, subplot yeah but uh speaking of harris 
he is excited because they just he just got the new D&D book, Deities and Demigods, yeah. which I vaguely remember from my youth. I remember seeing it around. I never played D&D. I tried to, mm-hmm. but my, my D&D group never actually got around to playing D&D. <laughs> Funny how that happened. <laughs> you just sat around and made characters for two hours, and that was it. Aww. So, yeah. So I have no idea what the actual gameplay is like. I never played either. I had a bunch of male friends in high school, and that might have been one of their like guy time activities when the ladies weren't around. They played D&D and talked about comic books and stuff. So I never got involved in that scene. So, yeah, so that's the geeks plans. They're, they're going to do this, except, of course, Sam is not sure that he wants to do it. But then uh, Sarah. Is, is there an incident? It must have been when they got cleaned out by the jocks that he was like, I don't want to be a geek forever. That storyline kind of comes back. Yeah. And then also in that scene, we get the sort of amusing um, teacher explaining to them how uh, oh, yeah. and the AV their for- lives are going to go better than the yeah. jocks, which is probably very true for uh, East Michigan. But um they did all end up Trump voters, so fuck them. Uh, I mean, let's be real. Yeah, the, the sequel is is that Sam tried to kidnap Gretchen Whitmere or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, but before that, so this is where I got a little confused about what they were doing with Sarah, the new girlfriend. Yeah, I got confused too because they set her up being suspicious about Daniel's plans to cheat sort of harkening back to when Lindsay joined the freaks at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the thing, um, which is one of the better echoes in the episode, except they don't do anything with it. Yeah. And so, but yeah, there's this like protracted, oh, well, I won't tell on you, Daniel, but that's just going to set up Daniel's arc, which involves him wanting to cheat on his math test so he doesn't get held back another year. Yeah. And after Nick and Sarah leave this particular encounter with daniel is is Lindsay there i don't even think she is but the next thing i have is that kim thinks that nick is just dating sarah to make Lindsay jealous which is Um, and ken says that and it just seems to be like there's a this is throughout the series though there seems to be this like communication issue where people are doing things reacting to like rumor and speculation the whole time which I kind of understand, but at the same time, it's really fucking annoying. It's when also sort of he, under-motivated. Like, they yeah. don't tell. And that's actually my point about the, um, my third point or whatever the, what is it called? What's eating you thing is, is it's like sometimes, it seems like the directors didn't tell the actors what they were supposed to be, you know. Yeah. How they were how they were supposed to be behaving, which is sort of a problem. Um, and there's but- and there's and there's an echo of that in in just this this idea that Nick is trying to manipulate Lindsay, make her yeah. feel bad. It's like it, it they they did it in another episode, the stalker episode, where it's like it seems like he's actually being stalkerish and not being just like weird and well needy i guess we are watching this in 2022 yes we are and this was still when we had not sort of discussed that romantic comedy men were stalkers for 
most of the 80s and 90s but it it hit but his mode like that i'm talking about like the writing versus the acting the directing versus the acting it's like sometimes you think nick is just manipulating Lindsay, and sometimes you think nick legitimately likes sarah and you can't really tell what's going on and that it's weird it's really weird very weird and they go for it at the end we'll talk about it when we get there but they do a bunch of stuff at the end it's like it's very insincere which is sort of my entire problem with the episode yeah is that it it, like despite being written and directed by paul feig like my take on that was i was like wow i guess i don't like paul feig yeah (laughs) okay great dude like but um yeah it's very it's just it's just thoughtless it's not you know it's not a precisely written show it's very strange um but also it was 2000 how many how many well-written hour longs were there right like two like yeah so um the other thing about the av club is and this has nothing this goes nowhere (laughs) the uh though i'm convinced it was supposed to go somewhere the teacher traded something with the army base to get them a copy of monty python and the holy grail on 16 millimeter yeah so the geeks and the av club are going to be able to watch monty python and the holy grail pre-vhs yeah pre-vhs but not pre-betamax right i don't think so i don't know we're not gonna do the quick deep dive on this but okay i I don't know it might have been out on some format by then but anyway um that goes nowhere yeah it goes absolutely nowhere they didn't get the rights to show any of holy grail yeah or to play any of the music, apparently. Yeah. So then we cut to the test for Daniel. And the guy he was going to cheat off of isn't there. Right. Now, this is the math class that Daniel got caught cheating in before. And that went oh, yeah. nowhere. That what? went absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Like, between now and then nothing has happened in this with daniel's education subplot he, he got sat down with the, the teacher and the the counselor and you know got caught cheating got called out for cheating and yet he's still there cheating cheating uh, <laughs> learned nothing learned nothing so his solution to the guy that he was going to cheat off not being there is i'm going to go pull the fire alarm yeah but rosso catches him and rosso makes a comment about him being like the Fonz. Yeah, you think you're like the Fonz? Like the Fonz. Yeah. Didn't Fonzie jump the shark in 78? I think so. Just saying. Okay. Uh, But, however, I, my husband and I have a theory that the reason that little kids do things like wear sunglasses and like put their hand in their pocket is because of the influence of the Fonz. They might not have seen Happy Days, but I'm, I'm thinking that everything cool about kids like little i'm talking about little kids when they like they're so cute whatever uh and they do like the wearing sunglasses and they think they're cool thing so i don't know i thought that was really funny literally joe cool though snoopy i don't know all right snoopy of the fonz okay but anyway so it rosso at least gets a scene in the episode (laughs) he gets a couple scenes but yeah they are He does the, you think you're the Fonz, man? It's so stupid. (laughs) But as punishment for almost pulling the fire alarm, Mm -hmm. 
Daniel gets assigned to the AV club for the last week of school. For the last week of school. And instead of what? Is he getting kicked out of his math class? Like, where is he squeezing this in in his schedule the last week of school? No idea. Any sense. No. It doesn't. So then we find out that Lindsay's arc this episode is she has gotten into an academic summit. The best and brightest in Michigan all go off somewhere and debate smart for a couple weeks. Yeah. Study together, have discussions, discourse. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think there's a line about our kids in Michigan just stupid or something. Yeah. Lindsay's like, how how is this possible? Is everybody just stupid? And Ross is like, no, you're just that smart. So we're we're reintroducing that idea that Lindsay is going to be a world leader someday. Yeah. She's going to talk to world leaders. She is the Ross sees a great future for her. But in trying to inspire her, he suggests the dead to her. Yeah, I got to listen to whatever that album is. Yeah, it's going to change your life. And so this is the Growing Pains bit. Mm. I don't know if it's it, like it harkens back to who's on first, but it's also a fucking Growing Pains bit where he's like, he's quoting the something about the dead. And she's like, the who? And he's like, not uh, the who, the dead. Yeah. And there's a Growing Pains bit that is, I believe... If not about the who, it might be about the who, like an early growing pains bit. So it's just, and I'm like, oh no, it's the, the. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, really? Like, hmm, cool, cool, cool bit. But also, um, she's heard of the Grateful Dead before. The previous episode, they talked about the Grateful Dead and the the group that we will soon meet. Do we find um, out how she got into this academic summit? She's just in the top 1% of students in Michigan. I mean, I'm sure it's reports from the Department of Education. In 19... 19- yes. I have no on idea. On their fucking you know, candy I, computers. You know, I bet Rosso, like... Right. And that would actually be a subplot. The Rosso fucking enrolled her and, you know, there's no... Without her her permission. Permission or, (laughs) you know, enthusiasm. So then we go to AV Club where... Is it where Daniel shows up? It's where Daniel shows up, but it's where they find out that he shows up. Oh, yeah. The teacher announces him just before he comes in the room. What's his face? Sam's like, he's okay, guys. After I think Gordon's like, he's probably on drugs. Yeah. And of course, we know they're not on drugs anymore because they all stopped smoking pot in that very special episode a little while ago, um, which actually comes back because uh, Nick, Nick gave talks pot about it yeah. for disco. So uh, uh, Neil makes a comment that he's not cool, man. He gave you that porno. And I was yeah. like, Neil loved the Neil porno. loved the porno. No, Neil, his I think his point was like he just gave you a porn. It's not like you guys are brothers now, you know, like Yeah, but that was way long ago. They've presumably seen each other since, right? Well in whatever. school, in passing. The, Daniel presumably hangs out with Lindsay. Like they never resolve Sam's relationship with the friends, other yeah. than he saw Ken last episode and it was like a reminder that would have been a great little double act yeah yeah so um is this when we meet the fucking hippies yeah so i think Lindsay's walking through the lunchroom and she's got that grateful dead album 
I wish I could remember the name of it, but I don't care enough. And uh, the hippies, um, there's a man and a woman, uh, excuse me, a young man and a young woman. um, And they're like, oh, that's such a great album. And she's like, oh, somebody just lent it to me. I haven't listened to it. And they talk about how great the Grateful Dead is. Uh, It's going to change your life, man. And my takeaway from that was that guy's like just pretending to be a high schooler to sleep with high school girls. He does not look like somebody who is in high school. (laughs) I mean, the actor. Yes. And obviously he also has perfect hair. And I was like, you're a deadhead who spends an hour and 45 minutes on your hair every morning. That's a little weird. Okay. Yeah. He, he's, he, yeah, he looks like a a guy just took off his office clothes and put on. Who's the rapist on a 70s show? Oh, Danny Masterson. Danny Masterson. He looks yeah. like Danny Masterson. Yeah. He gives off Danny Masterson vibes. A um, little bit. A little bit. So, yeah. And so, you unfortunately, that's not the last time we'll be talking about and, the No, it's not. And the pretty hippie girl from the last episode, who, just, who was just in passing, we talked about, like, oh, she must be somebody's girlfriend or, you know, sister or something. She's not. But we'll talk about her again later. Um, and then we cut to oh god i did not take good notes on this episode something about the disco um <laughs> neither one of us are very prepared. <laughs> there's like a zeppelin versus oh i think it's ken and nick arguing about disco yeah 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 and, and like nick you likes both you gotta like both man yeah and ken's not not going for it and then i think they talk about sarah and how Nick is just trying to make Lindsay jealous. Yeah. But Ken's trying to get him to admit it. Yeah. Ken sort of got a very big subplot this episode, except it's purely for the shit they introduced in this episode. Yeah. Like it's got, you know, he needs his girlfriend there to tell him to fucking get over the disco thing or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. So then Lindsay goes home and dances a hippie dance to the grateful dead and her life has changed over the course of like an hour that's what happens when you listen to the grateful dead man she starts off just listening to it and there's like a montage of her laying on her bed on her stomach and then laying on her bed on her back and then getting up and looking at the album and then she just slowly starts to dance and it's just like how many times have you listened to this record that this is the montage we're getting I don't know. Whatever. So then it's family dinner. Yes. Where we talk about um, the academic summit and dad says things like, don't blow this, Lindsay. This is your chance and things like that. So she's got to go. She's got to go. And she keeps saying, I didn't say I wasn't going to go. I just said I don't want to (laughs) go. I'm not saying I'm not gonna. I'm just saying I don't want (laughs) to. Okay, so then I th- this is where I noted that it's the last week of school. Like, I feel like they weren't, maybe they mentioned it before, but it didn't sink in until now that I was like, oh, this is how they're ending. The sh- okay, <laughs> we didn't go through the fucking school year. Where was our midterms episode? Whatever. But it's uh, English class mm-hmm. with that prick English teacher um, showing a movie because it's the last week of school and he's really excited. He's going to show the kids. Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet. Mm. And while he was waiting for the AV guys to show up to put the projector together, 
<clears throat> excuse me, um, he describes the movie and the history of production of Romeo and Juliet. And the first time teenagers are playing it. And uh, what doesn't he talk about? I don't remember. What doesn't he talk? He doesn't about? talk about the boobs in the movie. Oh I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. It was going to be a thing. It's not a thing. I also thought that it was going to be they showed Monty Python by accident. That also did not happen. Instead, Daniel shows up, doesn't know how to set up the projector, and the teacher berates him in front of the entire class. Yeah, this is more class as garbage. So we we I had we I had missed that the first time when Daniel is introduced to the AV club and they're having that discussion about him being on drugs and this and that and the other thing and uh and how it's all just classist nonsense. Like these yep. these I mean they're geeks. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're rich, but they have these ideas of who should be in AV club and it's not Daniel. And then this teacher is also kind of doing that yeah. um, by giving Daniel such a hard time um, and just being an elitist prick anyway, because he has been anytime we've seen him. Yeah, he's been a complete. And unfortunately, the last time he was a big dick, he got his comeuppance. This time... Yeah. It's There's just, nothing. we're done. Yeah. We're cutting to the deadheads for a second. <sighs> and it's, I don't, I don't remember. Does she they're, talk to them about their fucking touring or whatever? Yeah, they're talking about how they follow the dead around and how great it is and how... You know, the, there's no judgment with deadheads and we all love each other. And So, do you want to talk about the girl now? Because this sure. is where I want to talk about deadheads for Trump. Okay, so um, after our last episode, when we saw her and there was a suggestion that, oh, maybe she's somebody's girlfriend. And I was like, oh, that could be the case. I mean, she she's pretty enough. She could she could date any of these actors or anybody oh, that's sweet I, I i totally expected her to be a 45 year old executive producer's 19 year old girlfriend I, oh yeah well i'm maybe naive um i i don't remember what her name is right now uh because i don't and i don't care to look it up but when i looked her up on um on the internets uh she is now living in like i don't know like Sedona, Arizona or something doing art and being a Trump supporter uh, and hating on Black Lives Matter movement and all sorts of wonderful, despicable things. Um, Don't even care to mention her name, but fuck her to death. Yeah. So on that with the deadheads for Trump thing, this occurred to me. Now, I I, uh, am not old enough to... uh, to to know 1980s Michigan deadheads, but I knew some 90s Michigan deadheads, and I would say 80% of them are now Trump supporters. So seems like a thing. Yeah. Seems like a direct conduit in some ways. Um, you know, and Michigan is historically been a blue state, but uh, I lived there. Um, I know nope. even even those Democrat democratic people my stepdad was one of those like he was like a democrat um despite all of his friends being republicans and you know they always shit on him for it but he always uh he like called me an atheist when i wouldn't go to church as if it was a bad thing like a slur and um also could not understand gay marriage and when rupaul was a big thing in the 90s remember that 
now now he's a big thing for other reasons, but was like, that's disgusting and was like a total asshole about it. So, you know, maybe he was a a 90s Democrat. Right. But uh, it's not good. It's not good. Doesn't mean you're a good person. Nothing's good. (laughs) Nothing's good. Okay, so fuck the deadheads for Trump. Um, Then we get to a scene between Daniel and Kim. Oh, yeah. He's like super shitty to her. Yeah. But and she he doesn't want to hear a stupid problem. And then when he has a real she problem. Doesn't, she doesn't want to hear his stupid problems. But he listens to this. her. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And then it ends with her telling her her telling him to tell it to the fire alarm. Yeah. This is actually going to be an incredibly important subplot, but it came I think, in three I think quarters it, of the way through the episode. Yeah. And uh I think it could have been a bigger part of the episode and made it better we had talked about this too which we'll get to at the end but uh then sam is now officially too cool for dnd he doesn't want to play (laughs) dnd this weekend yeah and neil makes a comment about him being too cool now that he broke up with cindy yep so call back call back okay which just reminds cindy does not appear this episode maureen does not appear this episode Vicky does not appear this episode. No. Nope. Sam and Bill have absolutely no subplots this episode. There are no more they have no more to do than Harris and Gordon. No. And Sam has this teensy weensy subplot ish thing that is going to actually latch on to Daniels. Yeah, it's it's both. more more about the freaks in general. And their interaction with Daniel than it is about any the geeks one. in general. The geeks right. in general yeah. and their their interaction with Daniel rather than any one of the characters. Yes, this is not uh, okay. Uh, so then we get the what's eating you scene, which yeah. harkens back to that time that Lindsay was supposed to be being mean to Nick to um, to con- so he wouldn't want to date her anymore or whatever. Yeah, or get back together. But it's Kim and Lindsay. And Lindsay's walking down the hall. And when Kim says hi to her, she's not like enthusiastic enough. So Lynn, Kim's like, what's eating you, man? Yeah. And they have a conversation about how Lindsay doesn't really want to go to academic summit. And Kim's like, you get to go somewhere. You get to do something. Yeah. More and, classist garbage going on yeah. where, where she doesn't realize that. She's in a this great position to yep. do something, to leave town, to interact with all these smart people. And 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 I I mean I get it. Like she's being presented. Well, we find out later she's being presented with like a choice. Like this one way of the academic decathlon exploring the world around her and meeting all of these people. They just happen to not be the people she wants to meet. Um that doesn't really ever get discussed. Though. It doesn't ever really get discussed. Uh, because Lindsay doesn't have any smart friends. Right. It would kind of work if Lindsay or Millie was there or that girl she kicked off. She fucked up on the debate team. She bullied or whatever. Like, there's all sorts of things. But yeah. Whatever. They didn't do that. Um, instead, we find out that Kim says she can't go anywhere. And doesn't Daniel would want to go yeah. if she did. And so Lindsay says... Just go without him. Yeah. And Kim says, you get to leave here. I don't. Which made me think, they're not seniors, right? Like, yeah, they're juniors. Yeah. Because even this show would have done a college prep arc. Or right? a graduation arc. Or not. I don't know. Because isn't Nick going into the army now? Like, 
That's a good point. I yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, we cut to Nick and Sarah in the basement of his house where the drums are all gone now. He has given up the drums. He they are practicing dancing. And then he starts talking to Sarah about Lindsay, which is weird. And then Lindsay or Sarah recognizes that it's weird and is like wait a minute you don't still like Lindsay, do you and she's like don't you want to be with me i've had a crush on you since the sixth grade and there we got some more of paul feig's incel writing for the show like yeah um it is kind of this it's uh yeah it's like kind of sweet but also just a little creepy because again, I feel like I don't know where Nick is motivated. Is he actually, does he actually like Sarah or is he just using her to try to get Lindsay back? Like, I feel like his character not having a motivation that it's clear to us is muddling this scene and the rest of the episode, frankly, anything and the show and the show kind of, because we'll get to talk about how the, freaks are presented in the next episode yeah versus how they're presented later in the series so like we are not just supposed to forget that um nick groped Lindsay at this point we're supposed to have forgotten that the freaks were all about banging the uh the ladies yeah so nick's just a good boyfriend now that's all Except we don't know that because we it also seems like he's using her. So who knows? Way too hard. Apparently. I think I think I, I mentioned this to you off pod. If you'll forgive the horrible phrase that it feels like they just shot you like, OK, now give me this. Now give me the fact that you like Sarah. Now give me the fact that you're just using Sarah. And they just use all of the footage from every take <laughs> and mixed it all up and put it together badly because i do not understand the motivation of these people sometimes atrociously paced episode yeah okay so speaking of next scene is av club Mm. wouldn't it be so cool if the show had been about the freshmen getting on the av club yeah because the other thing is when they mentioned the yearbook we never had a resolution to sam's yearbook arc nope that he joined yearbook to work with cindy Nope, never resolved. Never came back. <sighs> okay, so Harris invites Daniel to play D&D, which... Call back to the episode back, where they have this they great conversation together. Don't really acknowledge. Don't really acknowledge it. Remember, but, we talked about it. Remember? Yeah. Remember, we talked, we talked about, about, about it. how cool it could be. Yeah. And apparently, they got some notes from someone who was like, you should do that at the end. So, yeah. Daniel's going to play D&D with them. And now Sam is also in because Daniel's cool. Yeah. Okay. So then is this the start of the end montage? So the rest of the main action before the epilogue is going to be either Nick at the the disco night, the disco competition, or the D&D game. Right. It starts with... Ken taking Lindsay to the disco place to talk Nick out of discoing because he's only doing it because he still likes her. So they need to do something. It's got this amazing moment where Sarah's like, look, your friends came to cheer you on. And it's like, no, they didn't do that because they're jerks. Like (laughs) Ken's arc is I'm actually an asshole. Yeah. So um, then 
Daniel's playing D and D and arguing about like how he doesn't want to be a dwarf or whatever. And it's like one of the funnier, well, he doesn't understand. Like he's thinking, you know, I don't know much about D and D either, but he's thinking he wants to be like big, tough, strong, like he man. Um, and doesn't understand that dwarves have unique talents and abilities and da 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 da. But the funniest, I, I thought it was the funniest bit of the episode when he's like, okay, I'm a dwarf. My name's Carlos. And they're all giving him shit for that for the goofy name, huh. even though you know their names Thandor and Right. That whatever. sequence could have been funny. Like that was a fine sequence. Amid- there was a- there was this. another another funny moment, and I even forget what it is, when Harris is just, like, the actor who plays Harris just seems like he's genuinely laughing at something that's happened. And I don't even remember what it was, because it's yeah. just kind of a montage. And it's so, it's so sweet. It's just, like, this cute thing yeah. that happens, and I just thought it was really sweet. Maybe, okay, we also, we missed that for two seconds... Sam sees Daniel trying to learn how to use the projector. Oh yeah. So like we are doing a Daniel improvement arc very subtly, very poorly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so basically that's just the game is, is they play the game and have fun and Daniel wants to do it again. Yeah. Right. So theoretically that means he and Kim have broken up, but we missed that scene. Yeah, cut. We missed why this fight was so important in breaking them up, which is going to have some interesting, uh, you know, continuity errors after we watch, talk about next episode. Uh, But then back at Disco, um, Nick and Lindsay are talking and Nick tells Lindsay that he's with Sarah now, that you told me to move on. He tells her he quit smoking pot we get the feeling that now that Nick has stopped smoking pot, Lindsay likes him a lot more. And they have like some longing, not looks at each other, but like sort of looks away from each other. So no one sees it. But then Nick goes in and he does not dump Sarah. Instead, he gets on the dance floor and he discos his heart out. He throws his body around in weird ways. Yes. Only for him to find out that. He could have had props, and the next guy combines disco with magic, and it appears Nick will lose the competition. But yeah. he got the girl. Yeah. I so, wish it had been Joel Hodgson dancing and doing magic. That would have been perfect for me. But I bet he can't dance. He can do magic, but he can't okay. dance. <laughs> Amid all this, Ken got thrown out of the place. Yeah. By a bouncer. Because Joel is abusive. Because Joel is calling him out, or whatever the yeah. character's name is, calling him out for being an asshole, for yelling disco sucks all the time and telling him, you know, even the Stones new album is disco, man. Come on, man. Um, and so, he gets thrown out, and the bouncer's like, Yeah, I totally get it. You know, there's gonna be Foxy Boxing next week. You should come back. <laughs> disco <yeah>. sucks. <laughs> disco sucks. Let's let's use the community center for appropriate things like yeah. uh, foxy boxing foxy boxing okay <laughs> so now we cut to the next day when the family is taking Lindsay to the bus mm. there bill and sam come to say goodbye with bill or no not bill and sam bill and neil also come to meet her and say goodbye for some reason for some reason well we know that neil has a crush on her but i don't know why bill he just was being nice. Yeah. So that was the cute bill scene. The cute yeah. bill scene was, I didn't even have to buy her anything. <laughs> yeah. They get, they get 
So Neil gives her chocolates and gets a kiss on the cheek. Bill just gets a kiss on the cheek for showing up. Yep. Okay. So Lindsay is now leaving for two weeks at an academic summit at a university somewhere in Michigan with the University of, of Michigan. University of Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that in Ann Arbor? Yes, it is. So couldn't they have just driven? There's a there's a there's a scene. I think it's in the beginning of this one where the parents are like, "Are you sure you don't want us to drive you?" Okay. And she's like, "No, I want to do this. It'll help me. Like, it'll help me get in the mindset of going." There's a whole conversation okay. that you missed. Okay. I don't know if I missed it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so but anyway, she's going to be gone for two weeks at this academic summit, except. Bum, bum, bum. The yeah. next stop meets up with Kim and the hippies in their little hippie van, and she's going to go tour with the dead. So Lindsay definitely will be a missing person, and Kim might be. And, Kim might have helped orchestrate it. <laughs> right. So, like, that's actually what's going to happen is Lindsay's never going to show up at the academic summit. They're going to call her parents, yeah. and there's going to be a police report. Yeah. And... Instead, it's presented as this like, hey, man, road trip, road trip, the dude with his three high school girls. And I'm like, oh, he's just going to convince them all they need to fuck him. Yeah. Like, but he's going to have his own little harem. Yeah. We love like. So, yeah. Uh, This is the road trip scene you wanted without Millie and some hippies instead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. My final note on this is. Wow, what a bad last episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I think it did some good things. So like you said, it kind of established that Kim and Daniel are maybe not on the same page anymore. And Kim is taking this opportunity, even though she doesn't have any money. I don't know how she's going to earn money on this trip. Well, I can guess. Um, To see the world and meet new people. Lindsay is, again, this is her choice between going to the academic decathlon and meeting super smart kids and going to meet hippies and do drugs. Right. Um, Like, let's, Kim's not seeing the fucking world. She's gonna, she's going to Texas and get, get she's going to Texas and then hippies. uh, She's going to Texas and Colorado and then, yeah, she's gonna get drunk, get loaded and, and get loaded. So, you know, next season is they're both pregnant and they don't know who the fathers are. So um, Sam has no arc. Like, that's kind of a giveaway that they were like, we have nothing to do with this kid who's our fucking presumed second lead. Yeah. Once his cheerleader turns out to be a harpy. Like, cool. What what great plotting, right? Like, Ken's thing went nowhere. Nick. Who knows? The Kim and Daniel stuff was not anywhere near as ongoing as it should have been. Another big problem is if it is the junior year versus senior year, but I think Nick was going to the army. It made it seem like it. It made it seem like it. And, you know, if he still had another year left in high school, maybe that threat of, of going into the army wouldn't have been presented yet, but I don't know. So, yeah. Um, whole lot of things left unresolved. A lot of things left unresolved. Except continuity changes every episode. On yeah. Episode. Yeah. Speaking of continuity change, yes. <laughs> that All was right. the, that was the final episode that we just talked about, but um, Fox family, I think picked it, picked up the show after it was canceled by NBC and uh, aired all of the episodes. But um the last, this next episode that we're going to talk about 
ends up being, I think, what did I say? The fourth episode of the series uh, in terms of continuity. And we fill in some gaps, uh, but then other gaps are created. Um, and so it's called Kim Kelly is my friend. And this is the episode. I thought it was great for, for the ladies of the show. Uh, Lindsay and Kim have a little trauma bonding moment and they become friends. Um, so what are your three things? Um, I really should have marked them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, in backwards order, back rub, um, sexier than Rod Stewart. Oh, that was mine. That's fine. And maybe you are a geek because it, we, we sort of get to see where the show's been. And so I guess the trajectory of the show for me was, is that it started high in the pilot immediately ran into problems and sort of improved with some high points later on and then fucked up the finale. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, shows fuck up the finale all the time, whatever. Yeah. But this episode is from pre Lindsay dating Nick, but mm-hmm. post, is it post Nick groping Lindsay? So, so, okay. So in tricks and treats, um ba, 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 no okay tests and breasts beers and weirs is the party episode okay so beers and weirs is before kim kelly is my friend okay so he has tried to grope her he has tried to grope her the freaks have been inside Lindsay's house when the parents aren't there yes which sort of explains Daniel's comfort letting him in himself in at the end of the episode. Yeah. But also this is sort of before the freaks, the guy freaks have any redeeming qualities too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are going to get to see Daniel completely gaslight um, Kim in this episode. And yeah. And there's no Ken. It. There's no Ken. Cause this was the period where Seth Rogen was doing something else. And, um, but the episode opens with Millie. But first you have to do your three things. Oh, my three things. Um, I have, you took my sexier than Rod Stewart. Oh, well, Benton Harbor vacation homes, question mark. Um, all the dirt I have on him and geek fight. Remember that. All right. So the episode opens with Millie. And this is when the show was still shitting on them. So Millie. Millie is bringing donuts to her class. She gives donuts to, what? No. They take the donuts. I thought she's, she she's it, carrying a huge box of donuts open. There's not a lid on it. And Daniel grabs one from her as she walks past. Okay. And I she thought, and then like, she lets Nick take one. And then she lets Nick take one, but only a plane, because they're for her French class. And um she keeps walking after they take them, bumps into a character who's walking backwards, like you do, um, and they fall all over the ground. And she gets frustrated and says, just have them and walks away. Yeah, the freaks eat them off the floor. The freaks eat them off the floor. And we meet um, Karen Scarfoli, I think is her name, played by uh, Rashida Jones. Who's terrible. Who's terrible. Absolutely like, she's just bad in this. Terrible. You were complaining about Lizzie Kaplan, but gosh darn it. Rashida yeah. Jones, I was like, oh, so basically... Nobody knew she was any good for years after this. Okay. Like, I get it. I get why it took her so long to catch on. Like, if this was all that was on your reel. Is she good now? She's better than this. Better than this. Okay. I will give her. Much better than this. Yes. I don't know that she has a performance other than her office character, but 
she's better than this. Anyway. Um, yeah. So there's a comment about how she's on the warpath. And about and how she, she's on the rag. No, Kim's, they mentioned, oh, they Kim, say Kim's yes. on the rag. Yeah. She's always on her they period. stopped mentioning these things. <laughs> so this episode's got a script by Mike White. Who, mm-hmm. which I thought would be a good thing. Who makes an appearance. Who makes an appearance. I'm not sure it's a good thing because once he stopped working on the show, it got better. Mm. So, because the way he characterizes the geeks is really shitty. Like, mm. it's it's a very weird flashback to seeing how Neil and Bill were at the beginning mm-hmm. versus, like, once I actually had some character. Yeah. Even though, like, Neil's character disappeared at times because, you know... Too much trouble to deal with dad banging the whatever. We never established where he knew her from. I always just assumed she was his dental hygienist. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, but Daniel makes a comment that now that Karen's broken up, maybe you should give her a test drive or vice versa or something. That was so gross. So it's like super gross. And you're like, huh, okay. But then, let's see. Sam gets punched by accident by a jock, which gets him upset about being a geek. And then Neil talks about how he just got an amazing chemistry set and they can play with it after school. And kill bugs like a sociopath. On the set, on the sidewalk, they'll take it out and kill some bugs with acid because that's what you do. Um, But then we find out that Sam's locker is right next to Karen's locker, except he was upset about being hit in the tummy or in the solar plexus and so he's trying to let himself into her locker and she freaks out on him makes fun of him calls him peewee is this when she writes geek on the locker she writes geek on the locker with her lipstick yep and kim is there laughing about it Mm -hmm. because again we're going back in time kim hasn't chilled out yet this is Presumably the missing the missing episode where of they course, become friends. Kim and Sam never had a scene right. together they never after had this again, so it doesn't matter. Good point. Um, but this is also, yes, where Lindsay and Kim aren't friends yet. Lindsay yeah. goes to sit with the freaks at lunch. So this would have been soon after the party. So mm-hmm. she and Nick, uh, their last experience together was him trying to grab on her. But Kim's gossiping about Karen and... Lindsay asks what she's talking about. And then Kim starts making fun of her for being a gossip and not minding her own fucking business. Yeah. So Lindsay gets up and goes and sits with Gordon, who Mm -hmm. I'm not sure had any lines in the regular air order before this. I don't think so. Yeah. But she goes over and sits with Gordon. And then Nick comes over to try to tell her that it's better when she hangs out. Because, you know, Kim's always on her period. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. <sighs> Just because so she's then... always on her period, which goes completely uncommented upon by Lindsay. Like, I think this has happened before or something sexist, similarly sexist. And she's like at least scrunched up her face. She just kind of lets it go without comment, which I thought was shitty. But whatever. The cast seems so young in this episode. It's yeah. kind of weird. They seem like babies. Especially busy. Like I was watching, I was just watching it and her, her face, I, I don't know. She just seems like such a little baby. Yeah. From where they ended up by the yeah. end. Yeah. So yeah. And then Neil and Sam are talking and Sam wants to fight. Karen. Sam's like, I can't fight Karen, man. You can't fight girls. 
My dad says never fight girls. And Neil says, my dad says not to pee your pants in school. And they, they're, they're setting up a little uh, antagonism here. Yes. It's, little. it's amazing. Um, so anyway, and Sam he's, has- he's, he's just wiped off the lipstick that said geek from his locker. Um, and then Karen comes back and says, she calls Neil Bilbo Baggins, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. Mm-hmm. He does look like a hobbit. Especially since there's like a hobbit site reference later on. Oh, there's yeah. A, yeah. But um, Karen threatens to fight them. Does she write on the locker and permanent marker at this point? Not at this point. Because he, he get somehow Bill is out of class early. And as the bell rings, he meets Sam at his classroom and says, you got to see this. Okay. So, um, yeah. So that comes a little bit later. Uh, there's All a scene right. with Millie. Yes. Talking well, about Kim. Okay. I missed something. I'm sure. We missed mentioning that Lynn, that Nick wanted to tell Kim oh, to right. be nice to Lindsay and Lindsay told him not to, but now we're going to find out that Lindsay, Kim is being nice to Lindsay and Lindsay's very confused. Yeah. So Kim asks if she wants to hang out. Lindsay says, sure. Then Millie and Kim, uh, Millie and Lindsay talk. And Millie says, I've heard she does it in, I don't even know what room, some classroom. And Lindsay, I thought it was, it could have been played funnier. Lindsay's like, does what? And Millie's like, it. It's like, what's it? She says, fornicates it. And it's like, you silly little Christian girl. Silly little Christian. It could have been played much funnier yeah. than that. Okay, so then the next scene is the permanent marker. Yeah. Um, Karen has written Pygmy Geek on Sam's locker. Yeah. So when he goes to cover it up with a permanent marker, that asshole math teacher, who I don't think we would have met in regular continuity yet, shows up, gets mad at him, tells him, to write him an essay, 500 word essay on not about the how face of school property. Yeah. And the math teacher gets some of the permanent marker on his face. Does he? I didn't notice. I thought that. he got it on his chin because, like, Bill's laughing about it and Sam's upset. And I thought that was what the gag was is the guy had, like, drawn it on himself and Bill had seen it. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Pretty sure. That I just thought was... Bill was giggling because Sam yeah, was getting Sam in, was trouble. in trouble. And that's what teenage boys do. So then it's Kim and Daniel under the bleachers because that's still a thing that has disappeared when they lost the bleacher set or whatever. (laughs) Um, And so Kim invites Lindsay to dinner. Yeah. And says, and Lindsay's like, did Nick talk to you about this? And Kim's like, yes, but I'm trying or something. And so Lindsay finally agrees that they will go to dinner. And so then... We go home to the Weir house. Mm-hmm. Which Where is mom is making veal piccata. Veal piccata. And she doesn't want Lindsay to go to dinner, but Lindsay's going to go to dinner anyway. And Sam is grabbing something out of the fridge and shoving it in his face. And mom is worried that he's going to spoil his dinner. It's never actually explicitly said, but he doesn't want to be a little tiny little cute boy anymore. He wants to grow himself into a, a big midget. man. Yeah. He does say he's a midget at the beginning. So then mom asks where Lindsay's going for dinner. And she's like, I'm going to Kim Kelly's and Sam's scowling. And I, this is a, they handle it terribly, but he finally speaks up and he's like, that girl sucks. She bullies. Basically he 
for some reason they don't have the word bully but yeah she he's like she's she she's, bullies me she's, she's violent, violent. Yes. yeah so like by not saying bully they make it sound like they make it sound much more intense. much more dramatic yeah so nobody cares go to yeah. so whatever yeah so Lindsay's out waiting for kim to pick her up this car plot goes nowhere i wonder if it comes back in the next two episodes but sam comes out takes out the garbage he's taking out two garbages at once which just i don't know it seems weird like yeah. where right okay um and they talk and it is not a good sam and Lindsay scene because she's super shitty to him and tells him to go to a different high super school shitty. yeah and maybe the problem is he is a geek yeah and and like there's a moment where she seems to realize that like she was just mean and and she's like i didn't mean it like the typical teenage thing like yeah i said it but I, you know i was just joking right again just kind of gaslighting him and then kim shows up in her car mm-hmm. talking about her cramps because mm-hmm. she is on her period. What's up? Nick's not misogynist. He just knows what the ladies have their time. He's, he's got their he's got their fucking calendars yeah. plotted out. Ugh. He's got his cat. Uh, Nick strikes as a as a guy who keeps his calendars. Tra- he's tracking women's yeah. periods. Gross. He's got a, <laughs> for his Supreme Court confirmation where he has to prove he's not a rapist. Uh I only did it when they weren't gonna conceive. <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay so <laughs> i'm not even stoned i don't know why that struck me so funny <laughs> okay all right I'll so Lindsay says can you stop picking on my little brother and kim's like i forget he's your brother man sure he looks like all the other geeks yeah um takes her takes her to her house is that and- okay where's the Oh, Sam goes back into the kitchen. Sorry, mm. I, I want to get this for a second. Yeah. And he says, Lindsay sucks. Oh, and yeah. mom freaks out that he used the word suck. Yeah. Freaks the shit out. We've like, we've seen him and other characters use that word, but he's used it in front of his mom. And she's like, don't ever use that disgusting, disgusting word. word. Oh, she was so good. So uh, then, yeah, Kim goes, takes Lindsay to her house. Which is on a totally sort of normal street, only Kim's yard is full of shit, which goes uncommented on. It is a unspoken class thing. And the house is a disaster where exposed wiring is everywhere. And it's like it's under construction. It's being is it? rebuilt. Did they mention that? Okay. Yes. You'd think that was. Because mom out. says, I don't want to relieve myself behind plastic sheeting okay. <laughs> anymore. You need to fix this place up to the, to the stepdad. And there's. oh so there's a conversation in the car Mm, where yes they talk about how kim got her car from her aunt who's really cool moved out to la fuck ryan neal (laughs) i I believe the word was doinked i know but you know then she od'd on coke yeah and uh it's like yeah that's a cool end to that story and then (laughs) we find out that Kim has told her parents that she and Lindsay are good friends because Kim's parents want her to have a good girlfriend. Yeah. And you're going to be my good girlfriend. Because and you're also, smart and you're rich and da 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 All this stuff comes Also, we spent last weekend at your vacation home in Benton Harbor. Yeah. So um, I, don't, I don't know much about the Benton Harbor area. Uh, I don't 
one, it's not north of where they live. They keep saying we went up to Benton Harbor. Um, two, um, I don't ever recall it being a vacation destination, but you a lot of be... people, a lot of people have lake homes. Um, like Stevens, Stevensville or what Stevensonville, I don't know, is just south of there. And that's a little bit nicer, but Benton okay. Harbor, as far as I know, is not a particularly nice vacation place. No. But I was not. I was not born when this episode supposedly was. was Perhaps it was happened. The spot, maybe. In I, I was just surprised by that. For, yes. First, they kept saying. I oh. had to look at the map, and I was yeah. like, I know Ben Harbor because that's where I had a friend who lived in Michigan, and when we did the change off for visits, mm. we would drop the change off was, was on Benton Harbor. So does Pipestone Road or something? Oh, it wasn't Benton Harbor Street. It wasn't Benton Harbor Street, but there is a fucking main street. There is. So, like, I'm not sure Lindsay should be going to an academic summit if she can't just be like Main Street. But that's but anyway. not, not necessarily going to be on the lake. And allegedly it's supposed to be on the lake, which Benton Harbor technically is not on a lake. There is a park on a lake, but whatever. Doesn't okay. matter. Doesn't matter. So they get there, they go up to the house. And Kim tells her mom she forgot the soda. And mom says, well, that's fine. I forgot to make your dinner. One, mom and dad. She's great. But she's from Massachusetts and she's playing at very East Coast, Massachusetts. She calls it soda, not pop, which we've already established. Oh, she has Um, the full Boston accent. She's got the full accent and everything. And so does the stepdad. Um, But she's also, we find out... uh, she was a waitress in Benton Harbor a while ago. So she's been in Michigan for quite a while. She still calls it soda, whatever. Kim Kelly has called it pop in the past. I'm not going to fight about this anymore. I just, (laughs) I found it very odd. I find all of the, like Daniel and Karen are of Italian American descent and very much talk like, well, no, Karen doesn't, but Daniel very much talks like he's a New York street kid. uh, Not like he's from suburban Detroit. Um, and Kim Kelly's mom with this accent is so, it's so off-putting to me, but maybe it's just. Was it this exaggerated in her next appearance? Yes. Yeah. So, but in the next appearance also, we hear about multiple kids that were left. And then the dad left stepdad who we meet here was played by character actor, Jack Conley, who appears in lots of things. Um, he doesn't come to dinner when she goes to dinner with the parents. No. And no, there's, there's a lot a of comment. continuity problems yes. in this. But and we meet the brother. We meet Mike White. Kim's really cool older brother who's sleeping on the couch, Mike White. Huh? Uh, and then you just remember that era where Mike White was the shiz ish. So for a certain, I mean, whatever. Okay. So, so, so Kim's mom is, is drilling Lindsay on vacation homes. And what do you know about Benton Harbor and where's your neighborhood? And I can't imagine being 16 years old and having all of this information. It's like, dude, my parents get me up really early in the morning. I fall asleep in the car and we show up at our vacation home. I don't know where the fuck it is. Like, I don't know what neighborhood it's in. I could probably name the street name, but does Benton Harbor even have neighborhoods? I don't think they have neighborhoods. <laughs> Whatever. It's not big enough to have neighborhoods. And uh, they very quickly realized that both Lindsay and Kim have been lying to them. But the reason that Kim oh, wants right. to have a good friend is, is because mom wants to take her car away. Yeah. And so this is going to convince mom that she's a good enough kid to keep that car. Yeah. 
except once mom finds out that she's lying about all this, the car is getting sold. Yeah. Which leads to a screwball-ish slapsticky scene where Kim, Lindsay and Kim are trying to get out of the house and get in the car and Lindsay gets the keys so she locks in the car and stepdad's beating on the car for her to open it and Lindsay gets in the car and they drive off when stepdad's like attacking the car from the hood and it's this is my trauma bonding thing yes um you you described it as slapsticky <laughs> as somebody who grew up in uh maybe not quite like directly this environment <laughs> but vaguely this environment uh i was a little bit aghast i mean it was mortifying myself. but it actually wasn't dangerous. i didn't feel like at any point anybody was in danger correct but so they're like my understanding of this is that they are first of all lindsay is experiencing what kim's life is like which will come back later with lindsay's mom to try to like come to an understanding about how kim kelly is such a raging bitch all the time this is part of it um and Lindsay looks scared, but when they get away, she's just like completely fine. Like, are you okay? Is everything all right? I would, or I would have been mortified, but we're different people. I don't know. I would have been much more frightened and probably, unfortunately, not likely to be in that environment again, put myself in that environment again. I'd be like, Kim, nice knowing you. I gotta go. And the but show will never return to it either. The show will so never like, return it to is, it. It is, it is, um, but, but because, tourism. because we're experiencing Kim Kelly through Lindsay's eyes, Lindsay, we're, I, I, I think, and maybe I'm giving the writers too much credit that Kim is nicer and Kim's bad behavior is more excusable now because we understand if we had watched these in order, in chronological order, um, we would, have a better feeling towards a more sympathetic feeling towards Kim Kelly and her being a raging bitch, but she's not because she's not so much of a raging bitch anymore. Right. She's not so much. Of a, yeah. Cause you know what? She's on her fucking period, man. Like what are, right. how are you missing this? I know. I'm sorry. Like, I keep, I'm sorry. I keep thinking that women are people and not just baby machines. Sorry. Who are, um, you know, who, who experience trauma and foils. have, and yeah. have, and have so, emotions yes. and, and emotional reactions. I'm but sorry. then yes, well, there they get, a, we missed the fight. They're going to go find Daniel. But, but really quickly, because one of my points was all the dirt I have on him. She's shitting on her, her stepfather. Yes. Like, oh, he's going to regret this. All the dirt I have on him, which never comes back. And in my mind, that's like, he's abusing her. In some some way, shape, or form. In my brain, that's immediately Let's where I Let's not went. forget that at the party, oh, there's those old do men. all those old men. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is... It's like the show wanted to be darker than it ended up. And this is... Like, it had to get through these growing pains. It's, again, it's like they filmed multiple... This episode multiple times in different ways. And then they just intercut all the scenes. So we're going to have a slapstick comedy one. And then we're going to have a, you know, dark drama. And then we're going to have a comedy. And then they intercut all of the different scenes together, you know, in the different, the different styles, the different emotional styles and come up with this random episode. It's very weird. Sorry. So, um, yeah, when I 
I was like, I understand why NBC was like, yeah, let's let's skip this one, guys. You yeah, <laughs> I actually this liked. I actually liked the episode because I liked. I guess I liked the the girls. Yeah, together hanging out without the boys necessarily. <laughs> yeah, which I thought I thought Busy Phillips did fantastic job in this. She had a great range of emotion. I thought she was really good. Now to the stuff that's not really good: mm-hmm. the geek fighting. Okay. You remember the geek fighting now. I have fight written down in the middle of it. It's the geeks are over at Sam's. Neil and Bill are playing with the chemistry set. This is before Bill gets very much to do Mm -hmm. in scenes. And all Neil gets is to argue about how. Who's geekier? Who's who's a bigger geek? And Tonka trucks come up because it turns out Sam has kept Tonka trucks. Um. And Sam, then, Sam, or Neil's annoying um, uh, impressions come mm-hmm, up. That comes up, and so finally, Sam kicks him out. Uh, they have a fight first, though. They like have a physical altercation where. Oh yeah, and they knock over the chemistry. Set. They knock over the chemistry set, but Sam is like, "Oh yeah, you want to go?" And they have this. It's not quite a slap fight, but it's clearly they're just it's like roughhousing with a little bit of aggression they're not fighting each other they're not punching they're not slapping they're literally just shoving each other around and rolling around a little bit fall off the bed and knock over the chemistry set and then sam kicks them out because now his car presumably his carpet is destroyed from smoking chemicals of we don't even know what it is it goes uncommented upon nobody dies though we know no. so then Kim and Lindsay find Daniel and Nick shooting hoops, which is... Daniel's shooting his shot, though, uh, with Karen. With Karen, very obviously. And we cut, then, you know, they drive off angry. Kim almost hits uh, Nick. Oh, yeah, she she drives her car. He is, like, I forget how bad... um, Jason Segel. Jason Siegel was at the beginning of the show. He yeah. really fucking improved acting wise. Like yeah. he's anyway. So there's a stunt driver who drives the car up over the curb around through some trees onto the best basketball court. And then she, in the meantime, busy Phillips is yelling. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. I hate you. You fucking asshole. She doesn't say fucking. Um, and then they speed away back to Lindsay's house. Um, okay. And so in the meantime, Sam has thrown out his Tonka toys, which mm. is, you know, he's he's going, going becoming a man. And then this is the sexier than Rod Stewart thing. They're talking about Daniel and how says, he's he's so nice. I've seen no evidence of that. Um, he's so sexy. He's sexier than Rod Stewart. And I was like, ooh. Especially disco era Rod Stewart. Well, no. I mean, when was the sexiest Rod Stewart was before he looked like somebody's dad? Because he started looking like somebody's dad in 1983. And before that, he looked like a uh, date rapist villain. I don't think he ever looked sexy. the A-team or something. I don't ever think he looked sexy, but I love the faces. So So, there you go. And... Kim says, my life sucks. You're my only friend and you're a total loser, Lindsay. And now Lindsay has been accepted. Uh-huh. So the thing we had talked about before was, is that Lindsay has no, like Lindsay started hanging out with the freaks because she liked Daniel. Yeah. Once she found out Daniel had a girlfriend that stopped 
like there was no point then. Nick started perving on her, right? And then they dated temporarily with not a lot of enthusiasm from her mm-hmm. and whatever. But it's not like there has ever been any reason she would be hanging out with these kids. Yeah. Post having a crush on James Franco. And this provides some of that, right? Yeah. Like we're getting that there is actually a relationship between Kim and Lindsay now. Yeah. I think I mentioned this back then, I, the, the surprise that. That they, they just, just suddenly. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. But they sort of do that at the end of the party episode where Kim's like, you're okay. You let, you know, you let me fuck my boyfriend on your bed. Ugh. I'll give you back your stuffed animal. Yeah. We covered its eyes. (laughs) So then Kim comes in for dinner. Kim, they come in and uh, Lindsay's plan is to just go to their, go to her room for them to go to her room and talk. Uh, But again, they have Kim Kelly doing the passive aggressive, like, what it what what are you guys eating? It smells really good. Because she's then, poor and that's how she would act. And mom Nick also acts that way. Yeah. And but Nick isn't poor. No, it's so just it, a Michigan thing. And so okay. mom jumps up, goes into the kitchen, I'll get you guys plates. And then uh they're all sitting there eating, and Sam is uh Very scowling. Scam, yes. Sam is scowling from across the table at Kim. Uh it's very awkward. Kim is sniffling and crying. Everybody's just kind of looking around at each other, like, what the hell's going on? Dad gets questioned, like, about sex. There's sex sex talk at the weird dinner table. Yeah. To which Sam burps, and Kim thinks it's cool. And so that seemed like a thing, but whatever. She's Um, still teasing him. And yes. Yeah. But then the phone rings. No, there's a very nice scene in the kitchen before that. Um, they get a call from from Kim's mom, and Mrs. Weir talks to Kim's mom on the phone for the first. Yeah, that's time. the phone. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I thought you meant Nick coming to the door. I'm sorry. No, no, that's later. There's nothing nice after that. But it's so <laughs> funny how he keeps taking the fruit roll ups, <laughs> which um, is a callback. Actually, that's it is actually a callback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no. So yeah, mom gets a call from. Kim's mom and here's Kim's mom's side of the story, which includes Lindsay going out all the time. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, None of this makes sense in the context of that episode where Where they have dinner with the mom. Yeah. Because she repeats that. You don't know girls. They're going to lie to you. They're out fucking. They're slutty. Like it's mom being super judgmental and awful. Yeah. It's like it's recycling. Yeah material from episode to episode so you can kind of understand like you said why they cut this episode because there's no continuity they're repeating things etc especially since Lindsay goes in and has that very nice conversation about mom about how we need to understand other people's situations and you know try to help them have a little bit of empathy and sympathy and and then you know, there's this nice moment where where um, Kim comes to the kitchen door and is like, Mrs. Weir, thank you. Dinner was really great. My house is kind of a nightmare right now. Is it okay if I stick around for a while? And mom's like, do you think she wants some ice cream? Let's give her some ice cream. And it's very this very sweet moment. Yes. Which is then followed by them watching, what's that show? Is it Barney? Hill? Barney Miller. Barney Miller. Um, and Kim talking about how much cops suck and yeah. how they once 
jumped her brother when he was drunk and beat him and now he's got brain damage yeah which, which is why he was laying on the couch going yep. huh? earlier so he doesn't even go out and, and party anymore i think she says yeah really so and then nick comes to the door right and then oh yes and then she says daniel wants to talk to her he's outside that's when she calls him nick's or Daniel, Nick is Daniel's chore boy. Chore boy. And Daniel yeah. is the master, mm. um, which is not a characterization that Nick has in the rest of the show at all. No, because it's like okay, Paul Feig didn't watch a bunch of episodes before he wrote the pilot or before he wrote the last episode. Mike White didn't watch a lot of episodes before he wrote this one. It could have also just been like an instinctual, like I'm going to cut you down right in the moment, right, like. Not like this is something you do all the time, but this is something you're doing right now and you're being a dick. Like you're doing somebody else's bidding and it, you need to think about what you're doing. Maybe I'm giving her too much credit, giving the writers too much credit. Mike White too much credit. <laughs> okay. So then Kim goes into Sam's room. Which accidentally. Is not accidentally. Yeah. And it's not that good of a scene. No. But we resolve that. He 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 does get a little bit of comeuppance though, where he's just like, get out of my room. You, I hate you. Like, Get out. I mean, but he's, he's, you know, he's a little. At this point, I don't buy that dad would be so passive at what's going on. No, like. Absolutely not. He's got all these people running through his house and things like that. So they established that Karen, that Sam is mad because Kim was there when Karen wrote it on the locker. And then we established that Karen is no longer Kim's friend because she oh, was sucking on Daniel's finger. Or I thought that was funny when she's describing all of the things she's going to do to Karen. Yeah. And then Sam kind of is like, well, don't what hurt her too do? bad. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to Nick in the hallway with Lindsay. This is his first time in the house since he tried to grope her in the driveway and he gives her a back rub. Oh, yeah. Which has that call forward to when he wants to give her a back rub, when they talk about him giving her a back rub when he's staying there. Yeah. So, and also, I think he's supposed to be stoned. Oh. I don't know, because Jason Siegel's acting here is his worst, which is impressive. Yeah. Definitely leaves something to be desired. Then let's see, when does, okay, so Daniel comes in and we get to watch Daniel gaslight and psychologically abuse Kim. And it's great. Yeah, super great. Super great. So um, they're in the kitchen and they're, everybody's watching them argue. And what's his face? Nick is stealing fruit roll-ups off screen for gags later. And yeah, their argument is, Kim saying, I saw you doing it. And Daniel saying, no, you didn't. And do nothing. Yeah. Let's not forget that they had a period before this where they broke up and he fucked that girl at the planetarium. Yep. That we established in continuity. But yes. So Daniel just tells her that she's the only one for him and she's fine with it by the end. And they make out because he's gives her those, gives her those Rod Stewart eyes. So they close up the kitchen dad and mom are totally fine with this going on in their kitchen which is the least the least believable thing from canada joe right like there there is some some little thing at the end where after they all leave he's like 
we're in trouble. And the mom's like, yes. yeah. And that's sort of the first time, the only time they actually establish the parents' realization that Lindsay's making new choices. Yeah. But this does sort of get referred to in a later episode where they talk, where the freaks know the parents. And presumably it was from this episode because everybody shows up except for Ken mm-hmm. and Seth Rogen. Was, was busy. Was busy, hopefully working on something more rewarding then this would have been formed because it would have made more sense with Ken, mm-hmm. right? Like it would have been funnier if Ken had been the stooge. For yeah. Daniel. Because he's, he's got that like sarcastic thing that yeah. I don't give a fuck thing. And there's not the tension with Lindsay. Cause he just, yeah, so Kim and Daniel are getting busy in the kitchen. She's on the <laughs> counter and he's grinding. Um, and then my note on that was remember the episode where the parents go to fuck. Yes. And dad's roaming. He, he goes the wrong way. <laughs> was he going to the kitchen? Cause he's like, I want to fuck on the counter. Like, the I don't think so. Okay. I think the kitchen is the same direction as the bedroom. Just one door closer to where okay. they were, but the, he goes, you thought he was going to maybe going to the garage. I can't remember. They might've even started that scene in the kitchen, but whatever. I thought maybe that's where Canada Joe got his uh, <laughs> adventurous spirit was watching mm-hmm. the kids do it. So that's it. Yeah. They're going to leave. Everybody's happy. The car subplot is not resolved. Kim and Lindsay are going to hang out tomorrow because they're friends now. Mm -hmm. And the parents are like, oh shit, something's changing. Mm -hmm. And we cut to school the next day. I loved the end of this, but that's me. Slut is now written on Karen's locker. Yes. And Karen accuses Sam of doing it. Yes. And all of a sudden, Kim comes out. And tells her off, says, you better be ready for after school or something. Yeah, I'm going to beat you up. And Sam's and, like. And then calls her a slut repeatedly over and over and over. And which a term which maybe at this point she hasn't in terms of the storyline. But we've seen her use that term um, affectionately. Yes. Whatever. Possibly we'll be doing it soon. Yes. Uh, in In the timeline. But yes, and then Sam says, that was cool, Kim. And Kim says, no problem, geek. Yeah. If Rashida Jones weren't terrible, if... So some of the problem is, is that, like, real, quote-unquote, realistically, there does not need to be any sort of connection here between Kim and Sam more than what there is. Yeah. But it's also a show with 15 regulars or whatever, eight regulars. It would have provided some fucking foundation and texture to the show if they had some sort of moment more than that but the thing is is that as problematic as kim being on her period is as problematic as daniel being abusive is as bad as the seth or not seth rogan the jason siegel writing was the bad writing on this episode is the geeks yeah it's the same sam the writing on sam is terrible it's not good yeah and like that's one of my things where I'm like, well, they figured out that this was a bad idea. This direction was a bad idea. And what I don't get is if this was going to be episode four. So this was episode three after the pilot. Like, this isn't a strong start, right? Like, no, it's not. And they could have done a lot more with Sam. You know, if Sam is trying to, presumably this is one of the first times he's trying to like eschew his geekdom, right? He wants to be a big tough guy. So he's overeating, right? There's, we missed, we forgot to mention that goofy scene where he's stuffed himself so much. He goes and pukes it all up. 
because he thinks that eating food is going to make him not a midget anymore. Um, uh, th- that they could have gone along m- yeah. more. They could have done I mean, a lot more with that. They could have done a, a lot more with that. And they I mean, could have done series... more with Coach Biff, where he's like teaching him how to lift weights or you know do stuff to get strong. And you know, like he could have been just maybe a cool geek. You know, <laughs> he could have run track and become you know because that was the other thing alan doesn't show up in the finale either oh yeah no alan that's too bad so it's like but yeah i mean and we see that in the finale right the sam i don't want to be a geek thing yeah, anymore is still there it, it's it still hasn't... there they've never done anything with it Mm-mm. even though a year has gone or eight months has gone by yeah um it also has like but seeing these two in order it's where the show ended up with the freaks that they were like likable mm-hmm. is a lot better than where it started with the freaks that they're fucking abusive sexual predators. Yeah. Right? They have like, like a story arc. All of them have an arc. They all kind of grow throughout the series where the geeks are just kind of stagnant. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I kept wondering if we should have watched it in order Yeah, with this. Yeah. Me too. Um, I mean, I think I mentioned last week and I cut it out of the podcast, like, or a couple weeks ago, like, I think we did. I think, I think we did this wrong. I think we did this wrong. I think we should do the finale <laughs> at the but end, then, but we had already committed to this. Yeah. So. And I doing, I, I don't know. Um, we wouldn't have had the perspective that we have yeah. on this episode from then. Yeah. Um, but like every other fucking TV thing, not tracking the writers when you when you think about tv as it progresses and i fucking learned this from blogging about fraser and never paid attention to the writers always pay attention to the fucking writers because you can see where you know things are changing Mm -hmm. even with wga crediting and shit like the mike white disappearing thing good for the show (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah so well we only have two episodes left Yes. Next week we will tackle Dead Dogs and Gym Teachers, which is got the best bill scene of all time. Okay. Um and uh largely bill subplot. Okay. And then Noshing and Moshing okay. will be the last episode. And the Schweiber, the Dr. Schweiber storyline will come back. Um, really? there, there hmm, okay. uh, is a special guest star that I'm very excited about. Not Rashida Jones, not Rashida Jones. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, besides Amy, like most of the, f- who was not even a guest star, have there been any other female guest stars besides Rashida Jones? And I don't think so. High school aged ones or yeah. Leslie Mann, of course. Le- yeah. Leslie Mann, um, uh, the, the mom, Bill's mom. Whose name? But is that it? was the same episode. Claudia oh, Christian. Yeah. She was so um, But there haven't been any. Um, and it's disappointing because I like most of the male guest stars. But but anyway, Noshing and Moshing has a very special male guest star who I love. I mean, um, but Judd it ends Apatow, up being... Kind did of, Judd Apatow have to have a daughter who worked in comedy before he thought women were funny? I don't know. Just but Paul, to be fair, Paul Feig has done some some good stuff with women. I mean, since not this, good, not good stuff, but I mean, right. But since this, like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. we got to remember when this is from. Like, yeah. this is. I, I mean, this was still the era where 
I, I don't even want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm actually kind of excited. Who plays Jenna? I'm actually kind of excited for, for the bill scene because I'm this super is excited because you've been talking about this since the first episode. Like, uh, honestly, I think. Well, first, we talked about this with uh, Free Spirit, how I could like just sit down and watch Free Spirit and enjoy it. But when I'm actually like critically thinking about it and, you know, it's uh, problematic. Um, I love this show, but I really think specifically this bill scene sticks out in my mind. And like when I think about it, there's a lot of um, Coach Biff in this. It's all I think about, though, is this this three minute scene with Bill that is just fucking brilliant that's all i'm gonna say i don't even think gruber's in any of these last episodes but we will see and then we have to pick another show we do <laughs> i'm sure you have ideas i'll let you pick this time okay <laughs> okay um so yes this has been uh episode eight so come back next week for our final freaks and geeks episode yeah mm-hmm. See you then. Bye. Bye.